0: Hey everybody, I'm Joseph Walter and this is Monica and we're doing a video for Loving Theology today introducing our guide for couples who are trying to conceive. We're doing an update now um, as well as we thought it might be good to just kind of walk through the content in the guide. So in our video for Father's Day as well as our video for Mother's Day we shared some of our story about the two miscarriages that we've had and the fertility scare that we had early on in our marriage. That story is really what led us to research um, what a couple can do who's in that process struggling to conceive, uh, as well as asking the questions of how does our faith interact with that process and the decisions that we make along the way. Before we get into the actual practicals and the how-tos, I wanted to talk about a couple of the other hard questions that I think that we ask ourselves. Questions like why is it so hard to conceive and where is God in the process?
1: Statistically, it's very hard to conceive. One in 16 couples are unable to get pregnant. One in eight struggle to conceive and see the pregnancy through and then one in five pregnancies result in a miscarriage.
0: Before we went through it, those statistics uh, didn't seem true to us. It's almost a world that sort of feels like it's invisible, that Mm -hmm. if you're not in it, you don't know that it's there. We see that God is for having children. But then you see the reality of the struggle that you're having or the struggle that someone that you know is having. Mm -hmm. And that leaves you with this question of, okay, God, if you're for us, then why did you make this so hard? If we look at the curse that's brought on us in Genesis 3 as a result of sin, there's actually a specific piece in there about conception and having children.
1: I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing in pain, you shall bring forth children. At first, this sounds like there's a repetition there. Yeah. What are the differences? What are the root words here? The second part, in pain, you shall bring forth children is exactly what you would assume labor and delivery is gonna be painful as you know. we know it is. Whether you're man or woman, you've heard the stories or been in that situation. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. That specific word pain is a physical pain that you're going to see and, and feel but the first one it says i will surely multiply your pain in childbearing the word childbearing there is actually a root word in the hebrew harah. Uh, yeah I yeah
0: just... <laughs> the root so the root word for childbearing in that first part of the verse is harah, which is basically means to conceive It's conjugation there uh, carries the notion not only of conception, but also pregnancy. Whenever it says childbearing, maybe a better way to understand that in our English language would Mm -hmm. actually be more conception and pregnancy. Mm
1: -hmm. So the first part of this verse isn't talking about the delivery aspect. That's the second part. The first part is talking about the pain in the conception and the pregnancy. But more specifically, that word pain is sorrowful. It's not a physical pain, it's more of an emotional pain. For me, and having had two miscarriages, or having had you know, a year and a half of just waiting, that word, pain, I felt that. That God was saying that this was gonna be hard. This wasn't his design, that this is a result of sin entering the world. Right. And let's remember, he is a redeemer, and he is for us, and he loves us.
0: He redeems us from the curse of sin. Mm -hmm. The reality of it though, is that we still do struggle to conceive. Mm -hmm. So how does he do that? How does he redeem us? And I think that the answer to that question is the same as the answer of where is God in this process?
1: I mean, think of how many times throughout the Bible that it is mentioned of infertility or the struggle to conceive. And we see that in all of those, there is a story of redemption. As all of these couples walk through that, that there's actually a struggle that benefits them. And then the Lord makes the story in the end better and they come out better. Now,
0: God's redemption can look different for each of us. What exactly it looks like um, depends on his wisdom and his plan for us. In the midst of that really i think that we can take hope that if we follow god in the process and we follow along with his leading then we're able to trust in his power to redeem it and trust in his goodness that it may not look exactly like what we want but his power is there and it is able to redeem that process but what does it look like to follow along with him in the process what does that mean part of the way that we follow along um, the, the journey with him as we do things his way, as a foundation to our guide, asking the question, when does life begin? Is an embryo a baby? Because um, if life does begin at conception, then we have a certain responsibility to protect any lives that are conceived in the process of trying to conceive. We shared some of the research that we've done around it in our Mother's Day post, and we've got more that I hope to share eventually. We worked around that question We really found that both biblically and scientifically that life does begin at conception, that a person's life begins at conception. It really helps to guide our decisions through the process Mm -hmm. and that the decisions that we need to make along the way need to be made aware of his direction and his guidance, not only in the scriptures, but also then for each of us personally in the way that he will lead you as a couple through that process, um, whether it's down the road of considering IVF or... Um, going to the doctor or um, choosing adoption however he leads you that we trust his process Mm -hmm. and we trust his leading in the process
1: yeah and as you were talking I just um, came it came to my mind that there is a truth in that life begins at conception and that truth is something to help guide us in our future decisions but as we hear this truth and we look back there's grace
0: yeah, absolutely. We don't mean to place a burden on you in any way. Um, if anything, really, our heart is to help you to avoid that burden in the future. It provides sort of the guide rails around our decision so that we have some sense of what's up and what's down. You know, we started with this question of where is God in the process? And we talked some about this in our post um, His Companionship and our Distress and in our series on His Love and Suffering but the Holy Spirit's role is described to us as a comforter and an advocate Mm -hmm. and a counselor and as someone who stands by us. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really where I want you to see that God is in the process. That if you're struggling to conceive, if you've had a miscarriage, God is there with you in the process. And he is not just standing there observing, he's standing there comforting you, but also standing by ready to redeem, eager to bless us in this process. So as we walk through what we can do, we want to make sure that we're following his leading in the process. Both the leading that's laid out through the truth of life beginning conception, but also his leading for you personally, whichever road that might take you down. So maybe now we'll jump into what can we do. I want to give sort of an overview to what's in the guide. We've got a page on our website where we, we give a little bit of background around what is the cycle of fertility, how does fertility work, we talk some about Well, we talk a lot about the female cycle because there's a lot involved in it.
1: I just wanted to interject and just talk about the fact that this guide is very full of information that you think you know, thinking that an irregular period looked like this and it wasn't true.
0: We even share a little bit about our own process of learning Monica's cycle helped us to take something that felt unpredictable and make it feel like, oh, okay, we have a handle on this. We know somewhat what to expect. Maybe we knew, I knew which times to be a little bit more sensitive and aware, (laughs) and I could predict it um, so that, uh, you know, we wouldn't have another discussion. Um (laughs) (laughs) So.
1: Sensitive to when you're just raging mad forever, for no reason. We also
0: talk some about male fertility in there. We also talk about some of the environmental factors that affect male fertility and what you can do. The next part of the guide is talking about. How do you actually use that information to conceive how do you actually know and recognize your cycle how do you predict whenever you're going to ovulate so that you can time intercourse around that because it's a busy life and we, we can't always prioritize it uh, like maybe we want to even in the seasons whenever we're trying to conceive another uh, portion that we at the moment we just have a brief discussion on is there are medications and there are also hormone supplements that you can take that help to support the process one of the most important that I probably highlight in this video is progesterone. A lot of miscarriages can be tied to insufficient progesterone, so um, by prescription and through the help of a doctor you can identify if that's an issue for you. As you track your cycle, sometimes you can identify the symptoms of a lack of progesterone or other fertility issues. You can use that information uh, with a doctor to help to figure out what is going on, help to diagnose the issue, and as a result get a better treatment. So something that not a lot of people know about is the surgical options that are out there. Uh, I think that a lot of times we aim straight for getting pregnant, um, but there are oftentimes underlying health issues that are actually contributing to infertility. Um, And whether that's endometriosis or PCOS, there are sometimes surgical options that actually help to address the underlying health issues that actually Mm -hmm. help than your body to function properly. So that's another option that's out there that not a lot of people talk about. So we talk briefly about that and kind of point to other resources for where you can go if you're curious for more. And then as the last part of the guide, we also have a section or a page on IVF. This is the one where out of all of the options that we've mentioned, this fundamental truth that life begins at conception really comes into play. At the end of IVF, uh, sometimes many couples still have frozen uh, embryos or frozen conceived children. They have to make the choice of, okay, do I have another child, because we already have however many children we want to have, Uh, or do I just simply thaw the embryo and let the child pass? So in this guide, we try to walk through how do you go through the process of IVF so that you don't end up there. The good news is that there's an alternate approach to IVF that relies on egg freezing as opposed to embryo freezing, so in other words, prior to conception. The benefit then is that after you're done with IVF and you've had the children that you wanted to have, then you're able to thaw and dispose of the remaining frozen eggs without any issue because it all is prior to conception. We talk some about that on the page so that there is a way to walk through that IVF process while respecting any lives that are conceived and i think that that makes the process a lot easier and allows sort of for god's leading uh, in in the midst of that uh, if you feel that god is leading you to ivf uh, lastly before we go i think it's important to mention that of course there's the option of adoption because we've really focused on fertility it's not, I, I wouldn't say that i've done a lot of research around the process of adoption i hope to one day to be able to add that to our guide but obviously god's heart is for adoption we have all been adopted and grafted in that may be part of god's process for redemption and god's leading For you in the process may lead to adoption. Hopefully this uh, discussion was helpful to you and hopefully our guide is helpful to you if you find yourself on this road trying to conceive. If you have any questions at all please reach out to us um, at our email or on our website any way that you can. We're more than happy to do that for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us today.